What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Thor Ragnarok spoiler cast. I'm Josiah LeRoy. With me today, the usual suspects, Jimbo. Hi. That's Jamie LeRoy. And <laughs> Jeffrey Pavs, Mr. Jeff Pavlock himself. What is up, Pavlock? Yo. Yo, yo. So, uh, been a little bit since we've done a podcast. Feels good to get back behind the mic here. Uh, we are fresh out of the theater. We just saw Thor Ragnarok. So, of course, as with every geek of our spoiler cast, it's full of spoilers. Do not listen to this if you have not seen the film. Or, you know, if you don't want to see the film and just want to listen to this, that's fine too. You know, whatever floats your boat. So, last spoiler cast we did was Kingsman. Uh, that was a fun discussion. Uh, some of our geeky girls just did uh, a Stranger Things Season 2 spoiler cast. So, you can check both of those out right through thegeekiverse.com or on iTunes or wherever you download your podcast from. But Thor Ragnarok... Fellas and, well, fella and lady. Uh, well, I guess Jimbo would be a fella. Very good save. Hey. Very good save. Get out of here. Where, you know, okay, what did we think of Thor? Just, what what did we think tonight? The movie or the character? The movie. Oh, it was so good. Oh, my God. It was so good. It was so good. Pavlak, what did you think? I liked it. I uh, I really forgot how much I missed watching Thor and Loki the last couple years. Oh, my gosh. And the MCU. They were like real brothers. It was so funny. Oh, my goodness. You get right on top of that mic, Jumbo. The audience is like, oh, who's that person whispering? I think it's Shut up. Mouse. They know it's me. <laughs> they do. You're the the quiet lord, as they were uh, to say. So uh, with Thor Ragnarok, oh my goodness, absolutely phenomenal overall. Uh, I thought it was one of the funniest of the MCU films. I thought it was one of the best looking of the MCU films because it didn't have that overproduced feel a little bit like dr strange did where it was just a little too colorful Mm -hmm. um and i thought it was geez this might be the best mcu film this this year with two pretty good ones in guardians volume 2 and spider-man homecoming coming out um let's go over just some of the the box office numbers as we do here uh so far to date the film and this is monday that we're recording this by the way november 6th so we're one weekend in the film has nabbed 427 million globally kerplowy (laughs) <laughs> Marvel Studios films have now made more than $5 billion in the U.S. and $13 billion worldwide. I also could be wrong about this. I don't think it's released in China yet. I think you're correct on that. And that's going to be at least probably another $100 million, if not more. That'll bring in hell of a lot more money, am I right? Ha! Ho! I, I got it. I get it. Nailed it. So, with that being said, uh, in the U.S. or actually, excuse me, in North America uh, for the the weekend, it was 121 million. It's the fourth largest opening of the year in the U.S. Uh, biggest opening for Thor as a character. And let's see here, there was another pretty good. Okay, what would have been ahead of it, opening wise? Uh, that's a great question. Because man, here. I mean, I like, I was I was um, uh, astonished when I saw the numbers. I mean, I knew it was going to have a big opening, but I was blown away by the numbers it was pulling in from this weekend i am going to have to circle back to you on that one i would Um, think maybe spider-man i don't know i don't know about spider-man i feel like maybe wonder woman would be in there that seemed like it (sighs) crushed the box office Um, domestically it did yeah yeah. domestically it was absolutely huge here there's so many movies that have come out this year that we've talked about Um, Uh, maybe guardians because guardians 2 was enormous yeah that's that's my thought um Oh, what do you call it? Beauty and the Beast. Duh. Yep, that's got to be up there. Yeah, so it's probably those three. Ragnarok is at a 93% currently on Rotten Tomatoes, if you follow that. Uh, also, this is the 17th MCU film, and is it is the 17th 
MCU film to debut at number one on its wow. opening weekend. They are perfect. <laughs> What's going to be the poor movie that breaks the streak? <laughs> oh, no. I don't know. <laughs> then we got a preview tonight, uh, which you've probably seen online, of Black Panther. Oh, that looks man. beautiful. That and it looks like it's totally yeah. different from what we've seen so far. And honestly, I'm glad for that. Me I too. want something a little bit more subdued, something a little bit more serious, a little less comedy. What a cast. I'm really excited for that movie. Too. I, there is a phenomenal, phenomenal cast there uh, just across the board. But uh, you know, we won't get too far into that. Uh, but I, we talked about it walking out of the theater tonight that next year, first half, really the first quarter and a half, looked just nuts because you've got Black Panther. We have... Um, Pacific Rim. Pacific Rim. Hey, Pacific Rim came first. We talked about this. <laughs> Titanfall is the knockoff. production. Get out. It totally Get is. Get out of my house. <laughs> there was that. Uh, and then we've got Avengers and uh, Solo in May. But maybe we think Avengers was April. We went back and forth on that. Well, let's find out real quick. Regardless, uh, <laughs> pretty impressive. How far are, without looking at the list, how high do you rank this? I mean, best Thor movie of the three, right? Definitely the best Thor movie. See, I really like the first one. I know Dark World is kind of in the lower echelon of the MCU, but I really like the first Thor. So I don't necessarily think that this is, you know, def, you know, definitely 100% unequivocally the best of the three Thors. Still very good, but I'm partial to the first one. Mm-hmm. I got you there. For me, it's definitely the best. Um <sighs> I think it might be top five MCU for me. I'm going to have to review my list. Uh, Lou Matuzo and I rank the Marvel films. You can check that out, thegeekiverse.com. That is a written article, so we'll have that up later this week on our re-rankings. But uh, I'm, I've got to say top five. May 4th for Avengers Infinity War. That's right. <laughs> wow. Because I remember them saying, why isn't Solo coming out that Right. That, oh. oh, man. So sorry to segue that. But no, that's fine. That's, Disney. Do you think Solo's getting Disney delayed, just, by the way? What are you doing? Maybe. I mean, I wouldn't put it past it. There's been so many We're five blockbusters. Away. So many blockbusters. <laughs> yeah, it's true. We haven't really seen much of this at all. Yeah. It's a good it seems point. like Ron Howard kind of jumped in to save that, that, or I guess maybe changed the direction on that ship. But uh, There's would, a precedent for it. Wouldn't mind if they pushed it back to, well, I don't know, December. Because, <laughs> you know, it's the tradition. Mm. Episode 9 will be. Anyway, uh, with Thor Ragnarok, uh, Pete... Her, the grumpy geek himself, he uh, had the honor of reviewing this. He scored it a 9.25 out of 10. Uh, he ended up essentially summarizing it towards the end, saying he liked it better than uh, Homecoming. And in uh, there was a quote here I wanted to pull up, actually. You going to uh, find it? I got it. The combination <laughs> of strong script, great actors for characters old and new, and incredible production design work made this film so enjoyable. That Marvel films can attract actors of the caliber of Blanchett and Hopkins and all the others is a testament to the quality and importance and importance of the work they are doing here. Uh, for some of the positives he mentioned, uh, we'll go one by one here. A great pivot uh, from the stodgy Thor to funny Thor. Thor has always had that little bit of comedic edge to him, but oh, this was like unleashed at this point right from the get-go. <laughs> oh, he's a meathead. I love it. He's like affable, lovable meathead. It was wonderful. It just... <laughs> It works so well with him because he's, you know, he's this big brute. He's Shakespeare in the park, right? It's it, he's that big jock that play. That's the biggest lineman on your high school football team and could rip anybody in half, but is super nice. That's that's <laughs> Thor. I just pictured somebody as you said that. That's oh totally God. this interpretation of Thor. 
uh, Pete also lists incredible talent in the actors. Uh, great new characters from Krog to Grandmaster and Hella were all hella good. Damn it, he took my life. And Valkyrie. What did, um, I really loved Valkyrie in this. Let's see. Oh, this is a good one. No major cities on Earth were harmed in the making of this <laughs> film. That is that a point of nice. contention with Pete. Except, you know, Ooh. all of Asgard <laughs> is gone now, but that's okay. It's okay. That's all right. He's planetist. Uh, so, <laughs> negatives. He says he loved the comic approach, but sometimes it felt as though the story was in service of the jokes and not the other way around. I never felt like it got too cheap, though. To me, and you guys know I'm a huge Guardians of the Galaxy fan, Volume 2 felt like they were going for the the easy joke like it was all oh man we've got the audience we've got them by our you know by the grip and we're gonna just make this a comedy this felt like they found the perfect mix that they didn't quite get to in guardians there was definitely a better balance than i think some early reactions implied because i felt like as i was reading early reactions to the movie it was you'll laugh every five minutes there's gut busting jokes left and right and there are there are a lot of funny moments and there are a couple scenes where I thought they could have eased back on the comedy, but I do think that there was a good balance in there as a whole, all, you know, altogether. It, it it got a little emotional at times. It, it there were a couple moments where it was a little more subdued, which is what I was looking for out of this. Jamie, how did you feel the pacing was going in this movie? Oh, I thought it was done really well. Um, there were no moments where I was like, "All right, move it along. This is slow." It was all I thought it was perfect in that sense. Clocks in at two hours and ten minutes. Um, you look at that when you go into a movie, and that's it kind of the norm. By. You, you wonder, <laughs> it's like, is that. this going to be, you know, okay? Any anything under two hours is usually pretty sustainable. Over two hours, you run the risk of um, losing audiences. I didn't feel, and in the first two Thor movies, lo- love them or not, there are a lot of slow moments. It is more, you know, based on the story than the action. This one ramped up the action quite a bit, and I feel how Jamie did in that it was. It was moving along nicely. Even getting to the final battle, I, a part of me was like, "Oh man, already!" Like that's when you know it's, a, I think, a good movie in your heart. Um, Pete well, wrote one other negative. He said there was a huge dangling thread at the end, considering this was likely Hemsworth's third, or uh, likely final f- Thor film. Excuse me. I didn't feel that way. Nah, he's here for the long haul. He's yep. young. He's what thirty-four. What wait, what did he mean? Like, uh, like I'm not Thor's sure if he done? was talking about the uh, extra scene or one of the extra scenes at the end. I felt like that was just more of a a lead in to Avengers. But yeah, that's that's, that's totally Thanos. They're yes. running into oh, yeah. after yeah. after Black Panther. We've got Avengers, so we're, right. we are getting it to said, Infinity War. It exactly. did say on the screen Thor will return in Avengers: yeah, it, Infinity War. Chris Hemsworth is not going anywhere. Thor is not going anywhere. They're <laughs> Lindy is licking my chest. Yes, we we have we have a fourth podcaster joining us. So, okay, I think it's well, you know, money aside, I, these actors seem like they really like doing this. Oh yeah, and they seem like they have a, a giant blast doing so. So I don't think we're in uh, any any worry there. Uh, so we we touched on Thor a little bit. Um, I should probably skip the next character I was going to talk about. Okay, I can can talk about it. Uh, The biggest fangirl ever just walked in on us. Tom Hiddleston is Loki. Um, It's been a a while since he's been a prominent character in any of these films because he he was a part of Dark World, pretty prominent, but... uh, That was it. I mean, that's really the last time we got a good look at him. It's since Avengers, and that was now uh, five years old in 2012. So these movies fly by. Um, What did we think of his role... 
overall? Is it classic classic Loki? Is there a new dynamic? It, Tell me. Uh, it felt like classic Loki to me because he was still the trickster backstabber he always has been, but he also came through in the end as he should. And the dynamic between Loki and Thor was so funny. I love that they kept bringing up things from their childhood. <laughs> like, uh, what what was what did they call it? Get help. Do, let's do get help. Yeah, get help. Oh, my mm. gosh. So that was funny. pretty good. Or the story that Thor told about the snake. I lost my crap oh my when he gosh. goes, I picked up the snake to, <laughs> to admire it. <laughs> <laughs> he turned back into himself and said, it's me. <laughs> and he says it with such a straight face. Oh, like he, he says it as if this is a legitimately compelling, you know, anecdote. <laughs> But it's so ridiculous. I love, <laughs> I love just his delivery on that. How about their chemistry? Like, they're you know, obviously Loki was adopted, but man, you they believe really they grew up together, right? They really seem like brothers. And <laughs> Tom Hiddleston laughing in that scene, I think that was genuine. <laughs> you know, at the end, he's just kind of giggling as Thor's telling the story. Man, that was. I missed Loki so much the last few years. He's so good. Uh, best MCU villain in my opinion, and yeah. I think he still stands up. Um, it's tough because he goes back and forth. He's like, yeah, he's like a hero villain. <laughs> Speaking of villains, uh, what did we think of Hella? Fantastic. She Kate, was magnificent. Kate Blanchett is the scariest woman she in Hollywood. She was Maleficent. <laughs> she was a mu- much better Maleficent <laughs> than Angelina Jolie. No, you know, to- no, no, totally. 100%. So, sidebar, Angelina was a great Maleficent. The movie just sucked. <laughs> anyway, uh, I really really like Kate Blanchett in general, but man, she fit in seamlessly. She was so cool. She was so cool and super powerful. She's one of the rare villains in a comic book movie who felt like she just naturally was going to kick your ass. And she just wouldn't die. (laughs) Yeah. She's just there. We don't actually know if she did. I mean, oh, she's dead. No, she's dead. Listen, she's dead. A comic book movie. Of course we don't know. She got immolated. (laughs) That's what you think. <laughs> it was a nice, a nice plug into the story for people who don't know the, maybe the Marvel comics or Ragnarok, any of the storylines. You know that it it introduced a past to Odin that we hadn't heard. Introduced her as the sister, or kind of rightful heir to that throne. It was very interesting. Very interesting. I liked it, uh, beginning to end. I wasn't worried about her, but I thought she did even better than my expectations uh, were set at. So I uh, I like that a lot. Um, What's scarier, Hella or Galadriel when she was pissed off at Frodo? <laughs> Man, <laughs> there are certain moments I was like, "Good luck picking, like right?" <laughs> Some of her minions looked like orcs to me. At, at oh, they clients. did. Carl Urban wow. in there as well. Yes, I Aylmer. thought that as well. Yeah. Wow, uh, you, you've got that connection, and then yeah. you've got the um, uh, connection with Idris Elba. They were both in Star Trek. Yeah, uh, I like Carl's character. Yeah, no, definitely. I thought it was more than a bit character, a little bit less than a a prominent character. It was right in kind of the sweet spot of what he needed to be. And Hemdell as well. I've always loved Idris Elba's portrayal as him. And just Idris Elba as a whole is an amazing actor. He's awesome. His best role was Charles on The Office. Not true. (laughs) Just saying. I thought... um, Nobody likes Charles in The Office. I thought his role... So a lot of critics out there are saying he phoned it in. I, I didn't get that sense at all. Idris Elba? Uh, yes. As Hendel? Yes. No, no. He I, was fine in this. I didn't think for one minute that Who that the was the case. Who the heck is saying that? You don't want to know. Was it Pete? Hopefully not Pete. Was it Pete? 
I, uh, I haven't gotten through the whole review. I did not read Pete's review because I wanted to see this first and foremost right. opinion. Me neither. I have no idea what Pete said. <laughs> Same. I have no idea. But uh, you know, I just it comes with the territory. I usually tune him out. Uh, <laughs> so that's true. Jimbo, who who else we got here? Uh, Krug. Sadly, not Murray Hewitt. Oh no! Yeah, it sounded like Reese Darby to us, but it was I went back and forth. I'm like, is it? It was. I wanted to believe it was him. It, it's obviously the New Zealand accent that led us to believe that, but it's Taika Waititi who also produced the movie, right? Am I right? Yeah, I think you're that. right on that. Let me just double check here. So he was also a part of what was it in Vampire Movie in the Shadows? What was uh, it called? What we What we do in the shadows? What we do in the shadows? He produced that. And he was a main character in that one. Yes. Oh, you know what? Check that film out if he you... He directed Thor Ragnarok. Okay, that's interesting. That's another new <laughs> director that hey. they're throwing in the mix here. Hey, in... man. <laughs> well, what'd you say, bro? That, the New Zealand accent is just wonderful. It gets it's us every time. It's perfect for comedy. <laughs> if, you, if you've seen Flight of the Concords at all, which Jamie and I are huge fans of that. Or What We Do in the Shadows. Yeah, both very, very <laughs> underrated films and, and TV series. Uh, check those out, absolutely. Uh, while Jamie's pulling up just the, some of the, the casting list here, uh, we wanted to give a, a quick plug. We do have a have a have an official Patreon page, which is Patreon. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, if you go there, you can support us uh, almost like a subscription. It's uh, There's different tiers that you can pay for, different perks and exclusive prizes that you get with those perks. Uh, so we ap- would appreciate if you would check that out. Again, that's patreon.com slash thegeekiverse. goes a very long way for us in uh, supporting what we do. So if you like what you hear here today, uh, consider at least checking that out. And if not, if you wouldn't mind telling a friend about it, we appreciate that. Um, Jamie, who else on the on the casting list do we want to talk about? Uh, some pretty funny cameos. Uh, so during toward the beginning of the film, we see a Shakespearean kind of play where uh, it's it's Loki and Thor and it's it's Loki's last moments. It's beautiful. <laughs> it's and played sad. out in the dark world from Loki's point of view. <laughs> yes, from Loki's point of view for sure. So, I yell left when I saw <laughs> who, who played Loki. It was Matt Damon. <laughs> <laughs> it was amazing. Oh, it was so he good. looked so ridiculous. He really did. And then uh, actor Thor was actually Luke Hemsworth. Chris Hemsworth's brother, so that was pretty funny, too. One of his 15 brothers. Yeah, they've got <laughs> 72 of them. Um, also, there's a there's a Taylor Hemsworth in the movie who is a girl, so I don't know if she's probably related to them, but interesting. It was <laughs> it was so funny. And also, if you'd seen Dark World, which I'm assuming you did, you knew that Loki was actually Odin there. It just, it was, it was good. They put him in a home on Earth. <laughs> Oh, that was, oh man, this it it was very, very cleverly written, and I, I think that comes from the the direction of the film from the the onset. Um, I, I just feel like this wasn't, you know, you look at a Marvel movie, you always know, okay, I'm I'm gonna probably like this, but man, this is up there for me in the, in the running for one of my favorite movies of the year. Um, I like Doctor Strange. Getting yeah, in there for that's a little a good bit. thing. Good tie-in. Also, mm-hmm. you know, Benedict Cumberbatch, I'm a big fan of. Another Lord of the Rings connection, kind of. Yeah, to uh, mm-hmm. the Hobbit. Hobbit. That's right. I don't know how Star he gets Trek? that American accent down as well as he does. Yeah, that's incredible. Yes, he does. Star Trek Just as well. Like, Good call. That's yeah. incredible. <laughs> I came up with one. Uh, yes, he does an amazing American accent, just like um, Finn. 
uh, John Boyega. Yes. Oh my gosh. Boyega's I, American accent is very good. It's impeccable. Yes. Um, Benedict, I thought it was the perfect amount of screen time, and it was part of the one of the extra scenes from Doctor Strange. Right. I believe. It was one of the. Um, Mid credit scenes, I believe. Yes, so that was good. Um, they 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 work together well. Thor, Doctor Strange, their universes are just perfect for each other to meet. <laughs> it was kind of cool too. Like you you saw him spinning his magic there, and you know right away that's him, and you, you get excited that he's going to show up. It was kind of funny that he would jump screen to screen, uh, and Thor was a little bit tipsy every time. Just he couldn't keep up with the kind of the. <laughs> The time travel almost, if you will. I've been falling for 30 <laughs> minutes. <laughs> yeah, Loki couldn't keep up either. Uh, another MCU favorite, uh, Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. I really liked him in this. Oh, I want to see more Mark Ruffalo. I, I don't think we're going to get that solo Hulk movie. Uh, Funny thing, if you Google the cast, it says Mark Ruffalo as Hulk. Also, what's the credit? Lou Ferrigno as Hulk. Yeah, I don't. That's a mistake, right? I, I think so, but I could be wrong. He's not on. If you look on IMDb, he's not on there. But might have made like a, a small cameo. Jamie looked it up before the final post-credit <laughs> scene had played, and I'm like, "Thanks a lot." He's probably going to be in that one. <laughs> that would have been so good. That would have been great. I was oh. hoping he was going to come out of the ship with <laughs> Goldblum. <laughs> oh man, yes. Oh, or he could have been right. the new yeah. champion That's or something. Creepy, but I thought, yeah. Or exactly, that's mm-hmm. a great call. He could have been the new champion. Uh, missed opportunity there. Maybe, yeah. Jeff made a good point. Maybe it was a, a deleted scene or something like that. I find it hard to believe they would delete something like that. Yeah, that's it's like, hilarious. Like you're fine adding on that the extra few seconds. But uh, speaking of Goldblum, yeah, Jeff Goldblum as the Grandmaster. He was he was quirky and funny. I don't feel like Jeff Goldblum was acting at all. He never acted. That was just him. Yeah, that was just him being naturally, (laughs) being natural (laughs) Jeff Goldblum. I uh, I, I'm Jeff Goldblum and I act and (laughs) what he does pretty much. Yeah, no no complaints there. I thought he added to the story pretty nicely. Um, He he's he's dead by the way. There there were some nice uh, little throwbacks to the Avengers movies and some of the other MCU movies. Um, one notable thing for me was Loki walking by the Tesseract. That was awesome. And just oh, being, being tempted by it. it and be like, oh my gosh. In a candy store. <laughs> I thought that was amazing. to take it. You know he might have taken it. Yeah, That's I true. thought Never that know. as well. Never that could know. come up in Avengers. <laughs> we'll see. I loved, um, I guess it wasn't so much a callback, but I liked Thor's eye patch as he takes the the throne kind of mm-hmm. a, a you know a call back to odin um <laughs> you know there were they popped up here and there and uh it was kind of funny them showing uh in the ship that hulk takes at the end of age of ultron the, it was nice that they showed scarlett johansson's video i was hoping they would just a nice little cameo there but uh them putting him in tony stark's clothing Oh, that, that was, was hilarious. So I wanted them to go a little bit further with it and maybe like him try to imitate Tony. I was thinking they were <laughs> going to do that too or to, like take him somewhere and be like, who is this guy? I'm Tony Stark. Oh my gosh, Tony Stark, Mr. Stark, can we get you this? We... That would have been great. I wanted him to rattle off something that Robert Downey Jr. would have said there. Um, so unfortunately we didn't get that, but I thought it was a nice little touch. Very funny. Uh, as far as the uh, the story goes overall, you know, we've touched on the comedy. We t- touched on the connection what did we think of this and kind of completing the thor trilogy uh not only that but moving forward as we get one step closer to infinity war what did we think of the grand scheme of things how this fit in 
I really like it because that's been a very prominent story in the last few um, Thor comic arcs, the last probably the last decade or so, including when John Michael Straczynski wrote it, when uh, Matt Fra- uh, Matt Faction wrote it. Um, I, I, I you've seen that a lot. It's basically the Asgardians eventually realize that they're not their lives aren't dictated by living on Asgard. It, Asgard is just a place. Ad, Asgard is truly the Asgardians themselves. So they've learned to live, you know, uh, in certain story arcs, they've learned to live in America. They learned to live literally just in the atmosphere above earth. I really like that theme. I like that theme of, you know, your, your existence is not determined by your, your home. It's who you are. I love that too. That was, um, that was a, a good theme overall. And I think it kind of resonates too. It's, it's whether you live in a certain area or, or town or even a country, it's not, you know, the, the place it's, it's where you, who you're you're with it, it's what you are and i thought that was an, a nice um nice emphasis yeah. yeah and their main goal was always saving the people and once they were on the ship they're like all right well we did it <laughs> <laughs> it was funny i, I kind of had the the feeling this was going to happen but hulk or i guess bruce banner jumping out of the ship and not being able to change into the hulk right away <laughs> that was pretty funny I don't know how he survived that that yeah <laughs> that, that the hulk like brought him back apparently <laughs> But, uh, Jamie, where do you think where this fits, where we get um, in terms of the MCU? This felt like more than Guardians, definitely more than Spider-Man. It advanced our story quite a bit. This was the, the tentpole MCU film that moved that story along finally. Definitely. And it's hard to say that I like something better than Spider-Man Homecoming from this year because it was so good. I actually re- I watched it a week ago, so it's easy to compare them in my head. But I, I think I like this better. It was I think so I good. Oh my gosh! I think as far as our our Marvel movies go, I would go Thor and then Spider Man then Guardians this year, mm-hmm. which I never would have guessed. I would have guessed the complete opposite order of that. Yeah, yeah. yeah actually, I I can agree with that. So this year we've gotten, well, we've got Justice League to go. We've got Star Wars: The Last Jedi to go. We're at the tail end of the year, man. And I uh, we've gotten Guardians. We've gotten Spider Man. We've gotten uh, Wonder Woman. We got John Wick early in the year, which I thought was phenomenal. We got Logan, Logan. which is, I think, going to garner some some awards come year's end. I'm certain it will in our group. Uh, we had Beauty and the Beast. We had Kingsman um, 2. We had Kingsman. Kingsman. We had a Planet of the Apes movie. Oh, we had um, a Kong movie. I was ho- You better have said that. I was going to say. How and much money did we spend on movies a this lot. year? A lot. Why do you we- think we are elite members <laughs> at Regal? <laughs> Seriously, I have yeah. oh, man. I have over a hundred thousand points saved up. So you it, can get t- all it our told us tickets. there was like twenty six visits in the last calendar year, Pop Lock. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. disgusting. And so we we love what we do here at the Geekiverse, and we are passionate <laughs> about it, if not obsessed. So with all those movies being said, and with I think Justice League probably will be a good movie. I don't know where it's going to be a land. good movie. I'm making that prediction. It's gonna you know, su- it's gonna surprise people. It's what sh- we it's what BVS should have been in terms of quality. Uh, that's my prediction and hope. I think it's safe to say Last Jedi is also going to be very good. It, it's in good hands and, with Ryan Johnson. Yeah, of course, it's gonna. Be, yeah, Jamie, yeah. turn his mic off, please. <laughs> no, it's gonna be awesome. done. So, with those two movies still yet to go, and with everything we've seen this year, is this the best year for movies? Oh my gosh, I think so. At the very least, it's in the conversation, man. This was an amazing year for the genre fi- for genre films. I can't think of a better year. 
I think from before now. <laughs> as far as we're concerned in Geekiverse's history, it's it's our best year for what we've gotten in movies. Last year I thought was good. From um Rogue One to even Deadpool at the beginning of the year. Um, what other Marvel movies did we get? Doctor Strange was last year. Doctor um, Strange did well. We got a few duds in BVS and Civil War was last year, right? Civil War, yes, that was very good. Civil War was last year. We had Suicide Squad, which is not so great. So I think <laughs> my my thing, my outlook is 2016 was such a promising year of movies that underachieved. This year was more okay. We're grounded in our approach. And then February and March hit, and there was a new movie every weekend in the five Saturdays that happened in March, by the way. And it was crazy. And for me, the best thing was that it wasn't all superhero movies. You had just you had all genres represented. You you had your giant monster movies. You had your spy thrillers. You had you know your war movie like Dunkirk. You had sci-fi, you know, like Planet of the Apes. We're gonna have we're gonna have Star Wars soon. You had it, probably the best big budget horror movie in the last decade if not more even to a lesser degree and not critically very good uh valerian oh, yeah. which is an up. independent uh, film i was trying to bring that up <laughs> you know that's that's if you know if that's really some of the lower end of what we're seeing this year it is blade runner yeah blade oh, runner jeez yeah. i like i can't keep up and i know we mentioned kingsman kings yeah, yeah kingsman too yeah these movies pretty much you know minus valerian <laughs> stood up to the expectations that we've we've come to find for a lot of these quality big name franchises. Yeah, this will be a big year when we look back on it. I was thinking about our, our annual Geek Awards because that's you know we're going to start our balloting and voting oh, next it's month. Be impossible. It, it is. It's going to be so hard to choose. We've traditionally on our movie ballot had a vote of three. So you pick yeah, three yeah, thank movies. God. But even that's not enough. <laughs> I think we're going definitely five, if not ten, this year. Like it, it's just absolutely insane. But we've been blessed and graced by an incredible year um so i mean it i think we're gonna have some nice ones here to finish up the year um what would at this moment you know without seeing these last two films what is your movie of the year without letting it all sink in it's it's hard because i think so hard (laughs) we have a propensity to think immediately after we see a movie that it's the best one i agree right it's it's hard to separate it i think we've gotten better at being critical about them but I think I'm going to have a hard time knocking Thor down my list too far. Wonder Woman is very high up there. Logan, magnificent. For me, it's between Wonder Woman and War for the Planet of the Apes right now at this very moment, I'd say. Very interesting. Very hard I, for me I, to I, choose between those two. I'm, I feel like Planet of the Apes will not. And I, I, I didn't see it, but I'm, I think it won't get the, the love that it deserves. No, it won't. <laughs> just it, 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 it's it, i mean look it doesn't it didn't have the mainstream appeal of a thor of a star wars of a guardians not to mention know, buried in the middle of a crazy year of all the movies we just it was, mentioned it was, a, it was a wild year man mm. so uh planet of the apes possibly for you or wonder woman jim mine is gonna be down to wonder woman uh spider-man homecoming and thor i feel like I'm probably just buzzing after the movie, but I love Thor so much. I, I'm trying to get in that mindset. Like, what am I <laughs> going to think about this in a few weeks, in a few months? I don't see how I'm not going to be able to, to have it up there. Um, but No, this one I think we'll remember for a little while. I thought, like, say, like, Guardians 2. Honestly, I, I thought it was kind of forgettable. Same here. But but bit. I but I, I think Thor will be remembered as a very solid entry in the series. I think, uh, I think Guardians is a little bit disappointing. It's still very good, but... Um, 
it just it was hard to live up to that first one. Yeah, the first one was so uh, good. How could you? Just classic. And this yeah. one, uh, like I said, it just felt like they were going for the cheap humor. But uh, I think for me, uh, it, it's very, very hard. I, I've got Logan up there just because it, it felt like it was not a superhero movie so much. It felt like it was uh, an apocalyptic movie mixed with the, the dashes of superhero. Uh, Logan just, was really, really good. Wonder Woman totally up at the top. Homecoming was great. I think it will probably fall out of the running for me, at least just at that, that very peak. Uh, but I mean, Thor is going to be hard to dethrone for me, I think. Um, and, you know, obviously I have high hopes for justice league. <laughs> I've, I'm hoping this is the one if they can capitalize on what wonder woman did, they've right. got two really solid films in a row. DC's back in business. And I think it'll be three because I'm convinced that solo Aquaman is going to be amazing. Is that after? Yeah, that's in the timeline? actually that's next December. Then I agree with you. I think that that one's going to be They just great. wrapped up filming on it. Uh, okay. So now they'll be doing all the you know post-production work on it, but we won't see it till December 2018, unfortunately. That's okay. Still gonna, I, I think that's going to be a <clears throat> fantastic movie, though. I do, too. I'm, uh, it's what we should have gotten before Justice League, but say la vie. I'm, uh, I'm all about it. Uh, just going to kind of wrap things up here. Uh, what else? What else do we want to say about Thor? Final final thoughts as we get into the last quarter of the year here. For me, best MCU movie since probably the original Guardians. All going right. back, going yeah, back, going is... all the way back like that. Gosh, I love the original Guardians. That was one of my favorite movies ever. But I think I agree with you. It's probably the best one since. Um, man, I know. I I go back and forth on that too. Uh, I'm very intrigued to see where this goes with Infinity War. It feels so ambitious to me. I know. But Marvel hasn't let me down yet. Yeah. <laughs> Even in, you know, Doctor Strange was kind of one of the lower ends for me. If you look back at the very beginning uh, with the Hulk, um, and, you know, to me, I didn't love the original two Thor movies. They're still very good movies, all of them. Like, if that's the worst you're giving me, you know, damn, we're, <laughs> we're in good shape here. Um. Uh, I, I just I'm like speechless on how much I enjoyed Thor tonight. Uh, I mean, I, I cannot wait to see what is next there. So uh, in wrapping things up here at the Geekiverse for the Thor Ragnarok spoiler cast, uh, we're going to plug just a few things here. Uh, we did it a little bit earlier. Jimbo, do you want to tell us a little bit about our fantastic <laughs> partnership? <laughs> our fantastic partnership. <laughs> Oh, okay. Uh, well, Fantastic is... Um, I, I don't even know how to start this. So Fantastic Tees is a branch of uh, 26 shirts in Buffalo, New York, which is where we are based. Del Reed is the founder of that. And what they do, uh, they sell sports-themed uh, parody shirts for Buffalo, Chicago, and Pittsburgh. And what they do, uh, they're awesomely designed. Uh, different artist designs each shirt. Um a percentage of the sale goes to a family person or charity in need. Uh, with that, we had talked to Dell numerous times throughout the year and he thought it was a good idea to launch a geeky line of t-shirts because who doesn't love a good geeky t-shirt? So, uh, fantastic is the new line from 26 shirts. They are uh, operated by the same company. We are proud to be the official sponsor of their line of geek t-shirts. Uh, we just launched last week 
We had a fantastic Luke Skywalker and Rocket Raccoon shirt, which you can see on our Facebook page. Uh, it is Rocket looking at Luke and saying, I need that guy's hand, basically. Uh, in short, we're doing the same thing. Uh, if you have a design, you don't have to be a part of the Geekiverse or anything for that matter. If you have any graphic design in you, send us the design. We'll get it to Dell. And if it gets approved, uh, you get a portion of the sales of the shirt. Each shirt sale lasts for one week. Once that week is up, the shirt is gone forever. <laughs> what's, but, the, uh, what's the current design this week, Josiah? Current design this week, you don't have much time, uh, is the Justice Lager. So <laughs> it incorporates all of the Justice League heroes into a shield that uh, basically has a bar theme of Justice Lager. So you can check that out right now at fantasticteas.com or if you go to thegeekiverse.com, you'll be able to purchase that there. Always make sure you use our Geekiverse code of the week for a discount. That's true. We have a special exclusive code. It'll get you 10% off on your shirt. Um, and this week's proceeds as well as last, uh, 8% of the shirt sales will go to the Cystic Fibrosis Foundation. Uh, so Dell has started something very good. We're very fortunate to be able to be working with them. Uh, we love those guys, and we hope that you check them out, and we hope you support a good cause. And you can support the Justice Lager shirt and wear it on opening night for the <laughs> film, which is out in a mere few weeks here. And the code this for this is extremely appropriate. Unite. That's <laughs> U-N-I-T-E. Uh, so check that out. Uh, we've also got, like I mentioned earlier, a Patreon. So if you want to support the Geekiverse and help us do what we do and you'd like what we do, go to the uh, patreon.com slash the Geekiverse. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the Geekiverse. Uh, there are different levels there. You can donate as little as $1, uh, as much as $25 per month. There are different rewards, different perks that you can get. Uh, but most of all, we want to say, a heartfelt thanks to our patrons that we have at this point. Thank you very much for supporting us. You guys uh, mean a lot to us for doing that, so we appreciate it. So check out both uh, the Patreon and the Fantastic Tease partnership. Those are going to be wonderful. As for social media and what we're working on here for thegeekiverse.com, well, we'll start with Jamie. Where can we find you uh, for Twitter, and uh, what are you working on? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Jamie Lynn Leroy. Currently, I am working on all of our graphic design for the Geekiverse. Uh, I think you caught her off guard. You did. I do a lot. <laughs> this of isn't exactly a surprise. We do this at the <laughs> no, end of every not. podcast. It's not, but I haven't she written. She had no idea it was coming. I have, I have not written any articles recently. I just do a lot of editing. So Everyone's uh, got their talents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pavlik. I got two big assignments coming up later this month. Um, a review for Super Mario Odyssey for the Nintendo Switch our official review for Justice League, and in the near future, Geekiverse, we, uh, we're getting into the publishing business. We will be doing some short fiction publishing as well as some full novels coming soon. Keep an eye out for that. Anything we can plug on that yet? Not yet. Okay. Very close. Very, right. very close, but keep an eye out for that. We will be, uh, so we'll we'll, that. We'll be open to submissions from the public, so keep an eye out if you are an aspiring writer. There's a ton going on at the Geekiverse. Uh, for me, I am at Josiah D. Leroy on Twitter, um, I have been working on a lot of Star Wars coverage that may shock you if you know me at all, not at all, but we, uh, we've got just a little over a month till The Last Jedi comes out, so I'm working on a lot of coverage for those, but uh, not just The Last Jedi, also the other Star Wars films. I'm doing some list articles, and this week I hope to have it finished, um, if not published, the five reasons The Phantom Menace is not as bad as you think. 
Yes, that is a thing. I don't hate Phantom Menace like some people do. I don't either. No. And to those people that do hate it, read my article. That's going to be up at thegeekiverse.com. I also wrote up a uh, uh, theories uh, sort of article from The Last Jedi trailer for eight theories that I believe, uh, eight, actually eight questions and answers that we have for the film that is coming up. So uh, check us out on all our social media, facebook.com slash the Geekiverse. Twitter, we are at the underscore Geekiverse. We can't get rid of that underscore just yet. We're waiting for that Geekiverse owner to get rid of it. Someday soon, folks, we will be underscore free. Tweet at them. Tweet at them <laughs> and tell them, tell them, them stop it. get out. Instagram, <laughs> we are at the Geekiverse. It's like my, I was imitating my wife's Polish grandma there. That's <laughs> <laughs> exactly what she sounds like. Get out. Hey, Danny. That's what she calls it. Anyway. That's what Lauren will sound like someday. She's getting there already. Tomorrow. (laughs) Uh, YouTube. We've got a fantastic YouTube channel. Recently, uh, we've been doing a a series called Geek Bits. You can check out that feature right at YouTube.com slash Geekiverse. And for our podcast, we've got a fantastic show called The Memory Machine which is all nostalgia-based. Pavlik, you appeared on a recent episode with yep. host Nate Lockhart. What did you guys talk about? All old-school sci-fi, uh, particularly anything before and immediately following the original Star Wars. Absolutely awesome. So if you've got that uh, bug for nostalgia, take a listen to that. Uh, those guys have a lot of fun. They do a great job with that podcast. Also, we've got the Girls Who Geek, uh, our monthly all-female cast, who talk about what is on your mind for uh, anything geek-related. So... That being said, for Pavlok, for Jimbo, I'm Josiah. Thank you very much for listening. We'll catch you all soon in just a few weeks for Justice League. Take care.